Well, I'm going to do a proper introduction for Bronwyn because um, I think that she deserves the full, the full gamut. Um, so Bronwyn Morgan is a professor of law at UNSW Australia. She has a PhD from the University of California at Berkeley and lives in Sydney, Australia. She is Sydney, in Australia, just sharing that with you. She's interested... <laughs> She is interested in the interaction between regulation and rights, especially in the context of social activism. She has most recently explored the rise of the regulatory state in the developing world, access to urban water services, and legal and regulatory support structures for social activists and social enterprises responding to climate change in Australia and the UK. Give it up for my awesome buddy, Bronwyn. Thank you. And I... I, I I hope you noticed that we've gone, instead of law, democracy, power, power, democracy, law. Um, now, not that it can solve everything, but can I, because I, my voice might go, I might, yeah, thanks. Um, you know, Julian talked earlier about co-working spaces, and as part of the research that led to this conference, um, we also looked at co-working. And during the period that we were uh, members of this Sydney hub, Declan, my co colleague and I, who's here now working on this project, were on the inf infranet uh, the way that people communicate there. And someone just r randomly posted a question. I don't know who it was. I never met them. And she said, um, can, somebody, can everybody on this infranet just respond with the first word that comes into your head when you hear the word lawyers? And do it quickly. Don't think. And about 70 people responded, and it was so depressing. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I actually couldn't find the list. I have it somewhere, but I could But it was just an avalanche of hassle, power, expense, obscurity, and barriers, that sense. It was really, yeah, I mean, there are lots of lawyer jokes, we know this, but, um, so I want to start by saying uh, that there's, I think, well, I'm going to talk about three images of what law can do that's more helpful, um, and one I'm only going to mention, and the other two are more relevant to this conference, but I think because of Richard Dennis beginning our conference with that really urgent call, don't forget about the folks who are out there making different kinds of new economies, which Melina actually also alerted to, is that law can be quite helpful in saying, don't do this, stop doing that. It, it, it's, it's, it's tough work, but the Environmental Defenders Office, which Michelle is on the board of, um, does have that role in at least delaying and sometimes stopping some of the more damaging product, um, projects which put up barriers to a new economy. And I think that's been particularly evident in Australia in the coal seam gas field. But we had a lovely suggestion from Tim Hollow yesterday that we might be able to use the courts uh, for a campaign analogous to what's happened around tobacco to stop advertising on the basis that it's pollution, which I actually thought was very creative. So that, that, you know, that is the law as a, a sort of a tool for social change. It goes into a court and says, stop doing that is one, in fact, in the educational sphere, it's probably what most students attach the idea of law as social change to, and human rights are often in that picture and so on. But what I want to talk about today is two other aspects of law that are more important, I think, get less attention. And they're both about using law creatively, playing with it, as we talked about in the workspace. And one is law as a side of generative institutional creativity. I think that's almost jargon, but I'll get away with it. And the other is law as a side of civic creativity. Okay, so... I'm. Um, the, the, the generative institutional creativity. Um, I was struck by this quote. This is from a sociologist about what he sees law as. So he's a non-lawyer. And he said, actually, law is like a laser beam. I decided not to use slides, but we did have a great Star Wars slide at this point at one. And so, law enables individuals and institutions to send laser beams from one point in time and space to another. 
saying this is what will take place, this is what we agree has happened, and this is what must happen. These are the conditions of cooperation. And I thought, I had not thought about law from that point of view before, in a, in a sense. It's about creating things, about building things, and that sense that you can just sort of shoot from one place to another, like a laser beam, is, is, is not usually associated with law. Um, but you might call it transactional law. It's about building, but, but transactional, relational is so much of what we've talked about today. And I think this is a stuff about legal tools and techniques. I'm not going to talk too long about it because I do want to make sure I leave time for the second part, which is more about people. Um, but this question, for example, of hybrid legal forms, which we've alluded, alluded to a few times, the actual intricacies of creating cooperatives um, as one important and long-enduring legal form that isn't used enough, but also inventing new hybrid forms like the community interest company or what people in this room have also done really creative customization of actual constitutions of the standard legal constitutions that companies used. And I, I actually had a great conversation last night at the drinks with someone where I, she, we were talking about the kinds of things you could do if you got creative as lawyers. And here's, I, I didn't say this directly to her at the time, but this is, this is what I hope to imagine people getting excited about in co-working spaces where lots of lawyers are getting together. They might say, hey, Betty, let's go for tea. I've thought of a great idea. Let's create a B-Lab certified self-managed superannuation fund platform with an asset lock that allows millions of mum and pop investors to put their retirement savings into small-scale sustainable agriculture and get 5% interest. <laughs> so, I, and I actually, so it was Emma Kate, I have to acknowledge her for that inspiration, who's um, one of the people who helped found Food Connect, that's fantastic Brisbane community-supported agriculture scheme. And th that's not pie in the sky, but it would be legally really challenging and really creative. Um, and this uh, Brazilian academic who talked about legal analysis as institutional imagination. So it's that, it's that idea that legal tools and techniques are actually fun to play with and can, can help you um, do these works. And I think, I mean, that made it sound really technical, but really I think it's part of getting excited about legal structures and forms and techniques um, as generative, and I had two images that came to mind here. One was a skeleton that you hang things on. It's like the, the bones inside these projects, and it gives them shape, it gives them form, and, and without that skeleton, they wouldn't last. The other image was like a hanger in a closet. That, you know, you could, in some ways, it makes things easier. When I go to the pile you should see in my room right now after organizing this conference, I just have a pile on the floor. But if I go into the, you know, the closet and I just pull off the clothes off the hanger, um, it's much easier, and somebody was saying in one of our workshops, really, law should be just making things easier and not everybody having to reinvent the wheel and, uh, you know, on their volunteer time at night every time. It did occur to me that if you put these two images together, you get a skeleton in the closet. So I had to do that one. Okay, so the second, the second important dimension of this creative aspect of law is law as a side of civic creativity. So this is less about the legal tools and techniques and it's about lawyers as people, because we are people. And um, so I had to throw in some Latin here. Jose used some Latin. Latin civicus is from the, the word civis for citizen. And um, it's about really retrieving the idea of the lawyer as a, as a civic uh, community uh, person who's vital to the community, and this is, I'm really drawing on Janelle Orsi from the States, who we've worked with on these projects here, um, who's founded the Sustainable Economy Law Center, and she talks about, you know, imagine if every small community had their lawyer that people would just go to. Um, 
And of course, we have community legal centers here, uh, which do have those kinds of lawyers that you can go to, but they don't do the business kind of law. They're not community enterprise lawyers, they're community legal centers, and typically they do things like help people with incredibly important problems that have come up in their life around housing, welfare, immigration, family, crime, and so on, but they don't typically help people start businesses. And um, so this idea of a community enterprise lawyer, if you like, who is pursuing the public interest, but not in ways that the typical law student thinks of public interest law, which might be all those things I just said, plus these days more often international human rights and peace and security and all those things. But this stuff that we're talking about here in this room, and that to really uh, sort of fill the idea of the legal professional ethos as one that um, has public service attached to business advice. So one of the things that we've done as part of this project is try to produce a, um, an output, uh, if you like, even that term is quite unpleasant, but a, a, a discussion paper, we've called it. And this is to, to sort of really undergird this issue. Now, I did this with um, Joanne McNeil, who's here today, and she's a fantastic social enterprise uh, consultant and former local government employee currently. Um, I was going to say wading, but I'm going to say striding through the last stages of a PhD. <laughs> um, and Isabel Blomfield, who's not here, but she was an intern. And this paper is called Where are the Community Enterprise Lawyers? Question um, mark. And it's a, it's a discussion of, I think it might be helpful if I just told you the main headings. It says, is there an identifiable sector in Australia which is small-scale sustainable economy initiatives? We could not come up with a pretty acronym for that. Um, what pathways are currently available to these initiatives that require legal services? What unmet legal services do they have? and what could an effective ecosystem of professional legal support for them look like? Um, and so we've gone, Joanne has um, saved me from academic jargon and helped me, I think, make this accessible and non-technical. Um, and, and we hope that I've put some copies of this paper there. Um, and we really are sort of pointing in a practical way towards the, an analysis of the landscape that we hope these kinds of lawyers, these kinds of people, uh, could flourish. And I did want to mention, too, that it's not that there's nothing there at all. We have an analysis of about eight different initiatives that are out there in Australia at the moment that are a great start towards this. And there's two people in the room that are relevant to that in particular that I just wanted to mention. One is Brad Jessup from the University of Melbourne. They've started a um, sustainable business law clinic down in Melbourne, uh, providing advice to these kinds of initiatives and helping them work with law firms. It draws on pro bono. And one of the big issues that I think Julian raised in a really eloquent way this morning on work is how to transcend this business of that advice might be out there but it's for free or it's through the pro bono routes or what is a way that we can build a thriving community enterprise lawyer sector that is sustainable not just that, that provides sustainable livelihoods for the people who do it not doesn't make them rich doesn't make them um, uh, sort of become a startup you know it's not that kind of and there are new law services out there who do aspire to be the Uber of law service, but this is different. The other person, of course, is Michelle. Um, I mean, I say of course, but you might not be surprised if you heard Michelle was thinking of, of hoping to contribute to this field. And tell us if you, if you would be attracted by the idea of legal services for local economy and earth-friendly initiatives, even after you discover that the acronym is LEAFY. <laughs> <laughs> So, so those are my two images of law, civic creativity 
institutional creativity. And I think, you know, we had a great discussion yesterday about a radical reading group around this book, Take Back the Economy, and maybe we need a new book and a film to allude to Martin called Take Back the Law. Thanks very much. Awesome.